He grew up in the oil fields of West Texas. He's been all over the Western Hemisphere, a radio and TV veteran, former restaurateur, and a cowboy at heart. He's Earl Farrell, and he calls Memphis home because Memphis is cool. This This is the Earl Farrell for Memphis show, brought to you by Southern Security, your home team credit union, and by Kathy Thurman Edwards State Farm Insurance. And now, here's your host, Earl Farrell. And thank you very much, and uh, welcome in. And if you've got power, consider yourself blessed, because uh, 63,441 of our brothers and sisters are without power right now. Uh, There are traffic lights out all up and down Poplar Avenue. They start, I was coming from Collierville, and the lights at at, uh, Germantown and Poplar are out, and so it's treated as a four-way stop. And some people adhere to that, and you have other people that just, uh, they're, they're in line behind the, the, the rows in front of them, the three lanes each way uh, there at Germantown and Poplar. And you always got somebody that tries to sneak in with the bunch in front of them because they've got places to get to. Forget about the rest of us. Yeah, we could, we could all wait in line and obey the laws, but those people got to gotta get somewhere, and it doesn't matter if they got to be a cheater to get there. And you know who you are, folks. Just be patient and obey the law and get along with everybody else. But that's the reason there are a bunch of wrecks out there. And they say Winchester's a real mess. With all the power poles and light um, uh, power lines that are down along, uh, I think it's Kirby and, and uh, Winchester. And uh, it's uh, they're really driving crazy down there. So it's bad along Poplar, but worse on, on Winchester. If you don't have to get out at all, I suggest you stay home. Uh, there are a lot of people that are home uh, because they can't get out of the garages because uh, their power's out. And if you've got electric uh, door openers, the only way you can get it open is if you pull that rope that hangs down with a handle on it. Uh, unfortunately, you've got to be pretty strong or weigh a lot like me, and then you just hang on it for a minute and <laughs> it opens up. But then you got to lift up the garage door. If you've got a double door, they're pretty heavy. Uh, talking to my good friend Ron Olson and he couldn't get his cars out this morning to go do his radio show and uh, he had to get Karen Perrin to pick him up and then his all his reader glasses were in his car <laughs> he couldn't see anything I think he rifled some salesperson's desk and found some glasses that he could so he could see what was going on in the world um, so everybody's got definitely got their um, their issues today so but if you do have power uh, Consider yourself lucky. They're they're working on it. Um, there are a number of uh, streets that are having problems. I'm going to kind of go through those really quick. There's but there is an accident at Poplar and White Station, so deal with that. Then you've got uh, lines down at um, Mc, uh, let's see, McVeigh Road and Messick Road. More lines down at Germantown and uh, Stout Road. More at Germantown Parkway and Stout. And then uh, uh, block due to power lines down at Winchester Road between Kirby Parkway and uh, Riverdale. So that was, that's part of that whole thing. Then you got a uh, disabled vehicle at I-40 west of uh, Smith Avenue. Uh, other than that, uh, it's a wonderful day in the neighborhood. Uh, but a lot of people have... Uh, damages to their along uh, Walnut Grove. I got a number of huge trees. They were uprooted. And that's the thing. I'm hearing all this criticism of MLGW. Let me tell you something. You get 65 mile an hour winds and uh, 
the ground has been so saturated. These huge trees are just blowing over and along with telephone poles that are breaking off. And so I, how do you prepare for that? I mean, there was even poles being bent. So that are steel. So, uh, you know, I understand people are upset. I mean, it's, it's horrible when you don't have electric power. And I'm talking to people that sit there and say, the worst part is I can't watch television. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the worst part of life right there. No TV. It is weird though. When you do have power out and you walk into the room and you hit the light switch and you go, you know, you got no power. You still automatically hit the light switch. And then it dawns on you that you're an idiot. Uh, so, Hopefully they will be getting more on uh, as the afternoon goes on. There is cooler weather on the way. We're supposed to have a cold front that comes through sometime early in the morning, and it's going to cool things off of the rest of the week and this weekend. So we got that to look forward to. I was watching the hearings uh, going on now with the IRS investigating um, folks that were whistleblowers. They announced uh, the one that had been called Mr. X up until now. And uh, he testified along with the guy that's been made public quite some time. And ba- basically, they're saying everything we've heard before, but now this is in front of uh, in front of this committee. Uh, where it goes from here, I don't know. Uh, so my wife was asking me, so what's going to happen? Nothing ever happens. Nothing ever. They talk about it. They have these committees and they, people testify, but nothing ever happens. Uh, I don't know. You know, it's... Um, I think the next group to be called forward will be uh, the Attorney General and uh, the United States Attorney General, Merrick Garland, and the Attorney General of Delaware, who said he had total power, and Merrick Garland said he had the power of a special prosecutor. Then in this testimony, it comes out that he said, he told the investigators, no, I can't go outside my area, outside of Delaware. I can't uh, interview all these different people. You can't go interview people like uh, Joe Biden or his son. And, uh, you know, and now they're all reiterating how much of this money has come to them. And here's the thing, this, this, this deal that they, they made uh, with Hunter, uh, so he doesn't have to go to prison for tax evasion. There's nothing in there about him paying the taxes that he owes back. How about that? They say, we're going to suspend any jail time for you. Oh, and by the way, you don't have to pay the money that you owed us back then back because the statute of limitations is running out. Why? Because we let them run out. I just think there's a lot of questions to be asked. But if if, Der- if Merrick Garland, who's the attorney general, is the guy, I mean, how do you, the FBI investigates, or the IRS, and the FBI was in on this investigation too, and they were, tip- were tipping off the Secret Service to tell Joe and his son to hide out even back before he was actually president. His transition team, I warned them that they were, they're coming. You better get out of there. They're coming. Nobody got a warning from the Trump camp or, or uh, Pence or anybody else that they searched their home for, for any documents. Uh, and then um, it's, it, just, it just goes on and on. And, you know, you, they had the big uh, Fox uh, switchover last night. This is after, you know, Tucker got fired. So, and somebody really kind of explained it like this. What they did is they moved Gutfield from like 11 to 10, and uh, they got uh, Jesse. Uh, he moved his show from like 5 or 6 to Tucker's old slot. Anyway, they said it's something like it would be like moving the chairs around on the deck of the Titanic. You can move all the chairs you want, <laughs> move all the people, but the Titanic is going down. 
so we'll see. I, I know I don't watch them anymore. I watched uh, baseball last night after we got through. Uh, it was my father-in-law's uh, birthday, so we had them over, my daughter and her husband and our little grandson, and, and uh, cooking steaks outside, uh, trying to beat the weather. I said, I think it's coming in. I think we got something coming in. Boy, it came in all right. I was out there with an umbrella uh, with the, the handle of it kind of wedged into the, my side, uh, holding it with that one arm, holding the tray with that arm and the umbrella on the crook of it with the lid off my Weber grill, trying to get the steaks off without getting them soaking wet. It was a it was a masterful job. I got them inside and uh, finished them off of the oven, and they were great. So, but uh, then if we cleaned up, got them out, went outside after the storm moved in. It really didn't take long. It was gone with about twenty or thirty minutes. But boy, it left behind a swath of destruction, and uh, that I'm afraid we'll be dealing with for a number of days. Um, it is also National Hot Dog Day. I didn't know if you knew that. Uh, if you're a hot dog aficionado, which I love hot dogs. My wife just cringes at it when I bring them in. I always tell her it's for my grandson. Not for me. These are not for me. I got them for the grandkid. Uh, but there's nothing better than a good hot dog, man. And you got they're really good if you can grill them. But if you can't grill them, uh, to me, they're not the same as your microwave. My mother used to boil them. I remember, I think it's a German thing. They do a lot of boiled meats in Germany, and she was of German descent. She would make hot dog weenies and sauerkraut. Uh, that was a big thing. Well, only when my dad was gone. My dad was gone. She's going, we're having hot dogs and sauerkraut tonight. <laughs> dad must be gone. Dad didn't go for the sauerkraut and uh, hot dogs. Uh, but uh, it is National Hot Dog Day, so I uh, don't know where your favorite hot dog place is, but uh, you can call me and let me know. I'd love to hear some of your thoughts, 901-260-5926. And uh, tell me where your favorite hot dog is. I know that um, Sonic does a good hot dog, um, but I'm not sure where else uh, you you can get them anymore. Uh, also, more snake sightings. Uh, you know, I had one on my deck the other day, and then my next door neighbor, and the same snake was on the side of his house. And then somebody else I saw on Facebook today said they had they found another one inside their house. Uh, and you sit there and say, oh, well, how do they get into your house? Well, you got to make sure that all the doors fit your threshold very tightly because snakes can really flatten out. And they're trying to get away from this weather and the uh, rain. I mean, it's saturating the ground. So if they live anywhere where it's low, they're trying to get keep from drowning. And uh, they're also looking for a cool place because they're, they're cold-blooded. And But there is a tip. You can use Dawn dish detergent and spray it around the edge of your patio, your doorways, your window seals, and, uh, or Irish spring bar soap. Apparently they don't like that either. So, uh, keep that in mind. And also, I remember when I was, uh, had sleep out Louis, the oyster bar downtown, one of my, uh, best employees, Carol Acosta came in one day and she said, she got up that morning and went in to use the bathroom and heard that she, before she turned the light on, she heard some swishing around in the, in the commode and looked at a snake in a commode. Think about that. That doesn't wake you up. I mean, there's one thing, finding one on laying across your table outside on the deck like I did the other day. Quite another one to, to have me looking into your commode every time before you sit down to make sure you ain't got a visitor. At any rate, uh, that's my snake stories for the day. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back to tell you about Jason Aldean 
and his new hit song and why he's catching so much grief over it. So stay tuned. We'll be back. And welcome back on this uh, Wednesday afternoon. Uh, and it, it's not bad out there. I mean, it really is uh, not even that really that hot compared to what we've been having, not at least here in Memphis. Uh, it is, if you go over in eastern Arkansas, they got a heat warning out over there and down into Mississippi, and they say West Tennessee, but I'm just not feeling it here like we have been. Um, but uh, I would still be very careful. And of course, if you don't have power right now, you, you would di- probably disagree with me about what it's like, although I I was telling you about uh, Ron Olson having his power out. He he said his uh, his son-in-law came up with a generator for him, and so he's got a fan on. And he said it's really not bad if you got a fan circulating the air, and uh, they've got their freezer and their refrigerator hooked up to it. So hopefully they won't lose any food because that is a disaster these days. You lose food, you're talking about a lot of money. Uh, the b- big song right now is uh, Jason Aldean's uh, controversial Try That's in a Small Town video. Uh, the singer, it came out in May, and for some reason nobody said anything about it until all of a sudden all these uh, people started saying that it was racist. And uh, he came out and said that uh, in the past 24 hours, I've been accused of releasing a pro-lynching song a song that has been out since May and was subject to the comparison that I direct quote, was not too pleased with the nationwide black lives matter protest. These references are not only meritless, but dangerous. There is not a single lyric in the song that references race or points out points to it. And there isn't a single video clip that isn't real news coverage. that We took right off the news. And while I can try and respect others to have their own interpretation of a song with music, this one goes too far. As so many people pointed out, I was uh, present at the Route 91 where so many lost their lives and our community recently suffered another heartbreaking tragedy. No one, including me, wants to continue to see senseless headlines of families ripped apart. Try that in a small town for me refers to the feeling of a community that I had grown up in where we took our care of our neighbors regardless of differences of background or belief because they were our neighbors and that was above any differences. My political views have never been something I've hidden from, and I know that a lot of us in this country don't agree on how we should get back to a sense of normalcy, where we go at least a day without a headline that keeps us up all night. But the desire for it, uh, that's what this song is about. We have a a rendition of that song, uh, cut number 16, Jason Aldean, and... uh, that try that in a small town. Here it is. Sucker punch somebody on a sidewalk. Carjacking old lady at a red light. Pull a gun on the owner of a liquor store. You think it's cool, act a fool if you like Cuss out a cop, spit in his face Stomp on the flag and light it up Yeah, you think you're tough Well, try that in a small town See how far you make it down the road Around here 
recommend you don't Try that in a small town Got a gun that my granddad gave me They say one day they're gonna round up Well that might fly in the city Good luck, try that It goes on for a little bit longer, all the, but you get the idea. He's just talking about uh, what we all think, um, and uh, he came out and played it, put it in a song, and then uh, CMT has pulled it from their rotation. So you're not gonna be able to see the video on CMT. Not that I pay attention to CMT anymore. I, I quit watching the awards several years ago, and this year I just saw a couple of um, uh, renditions and some of the people they had on there, and I went, "What is this? What channel is this?" So it has changed into something else. And then the groups, are, I don't really consider them country anymore. It's all just like cro- everybody's crossover, you know. They're out there with their baseball cap turned backwards and uh, wearing holy clothes. <laughs> that cost a lot of money. Those things don't come cheap. It used to be just a little battery acid on your jeans and you had some holy jeans, but now they go out and pay a lot of money for those. Uh, but uh, he's defending his song, and I think it's down. I mean, he's selling the heck out of it. Uh, people are buying it online. Uh, CMT has confirmed that after initially airing Jason Aldean's highly controversial music video for Try That in a Small Town, the network pulled the contentious clip from the air Monday, even before the furor over the tune grew greater on Tuesday. A CMT spokesperson had no further comment on the video being yanked. <laughs> I always love it. Spokespeople, that's what you do, is you're the spokesperson. It's just like the, the White House press secretary. I have no comment on that. She says it all the time. I refer to my colleagues. Uh, you'll have to consult someone else on that. And this uh, spokesperson for CMT said, I had no, I have no other comment on the video being yanked. Well, so what good are you? And, you know, what is your job? Uh, reps for Aldean's label, BBR Music Group, did not immediately respond to a request for comment. Billboard was first to report the video being removed by the network. Meanwhile, Aldine took his social media Tuesday afternoon to defend his song, and its many critics uh, and all his fans are saying, hey, man, you didn't do anything wrong. It's a great song. And they don't apologize because they won't take your apology anyway, and they're right. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Now, back to the Earl Farrell for Memphis show, brought to you by Southern Security, your home team credit union, and by Kathy Thurman Edwards State Farm Insurance. Once again, Earl Farrell. And thank you very much and welcome back. Uh, currently, 58,199 uh, MLGW customers are without power. That's down about 4,000 from when we went on the air about uh, 37 minutes ago. 
Vicki Gandy, uh, we cry like uh, the Gandy team and her son were supposed to be on today talking about home sales, but uh, their homes were both, uh, well, her home was damaged. Uh, her son, who's her business partner, uh, his he had a wall that was b- blown over um, his house in Midtown. Her house is in Germantown, and had just she had just uh, put on a new roof uh, just several months ago, and they said they were. In fact, she put up a picture I saw last night. They were sitting on their screened-in porch, uh, uh, and her husband was playing uh, the guitar, serenading her, which I thought was. I said, "Well, she's luckier than my wife." <laughs> Actually, I, my wife is lucky I don't serenade her because it would not be a, not be a delightful experience. But uh, then today they they said that they had like five holes that got punched in the roof from big limbs dropping down and hitting their roof, and so they got uh, they got to get those repaired. And she said it was almost immediately the squirrels uh, invaded their attic. I mean, how do they know? It was dark. It was raining. How does I mean the squirrels? I mean, I'm sure they were looking for a place to hide, but. In the dark, how do they find a hole in a roof? But apparently they did. Uh, but we'll uh, hopefully she can uh, make it in tomorrow, and we'll get a damage report and um, and find out uh, just how severe it was. Uh, but there are a lot of people that are uh, doing a lot of cleanup around uh, the area. Uh, and then uh, this uh, this is some sad news. Uh, my good friend Neil Hines, you heard it on the newscast earlier, uh, he's the owner of uh, Neal's Bar and Grill uh, down Quince uh, uh, near uh, Linfield. But uh, Neal's Grill bar owner was arrested uh, today for tax evasion and allegedly stealing over $60,000, according to the Tennessee Department of Revenue. Shelley County Grand Jury indicted the 70-year-old Neal Thomas Hines on July the 11th with one felony count of theft over 60000 and two felony counts of tax evasion. Hines allegedly filed false sales tax returns at the Poplar Restaurant, also known as Neal's Music Room. Special Investigation Section of the Tennessee Department of Revenue conducted the investigation leading to the restaurant owner's indictment and subsequent arrest. If he's convicted, uh, Hines could be sentenced to a maximum of 12 years in the state penitentiary, fined up to 25000 for the theft charge, as well as three years in the penitentiary, and fined up to 3000 for each tax charge, the report said. Uh, Hines paid his bond, which was set at $10,000. Good guy. I've known Neil, gosh, forever since I moved to Memphis. Just about, you know, used to have his place down in, in Midtown, had a sign on the side of the building that said, free beer tomorrow, but tomorrow never comes. <laughs> I always thought that was hilarious, but uh, he's a good guy, and he's, he runs a good operation, but you got to pay your taxes. I do think it's interesting that a, a small guy like Neil Hines gets uh, indicted, arrested, uh, just like that, uh, in an investigation which began, uh, oh, let's see, he was indicted on uh, July the 11th, and he's already been uh, indicted and arrested. And um, Hunter Biden, who owes um, something like, I don't know how many millions, he's t- he made, I think they said in the hearing today, $17 million off of all his deals, and he has not paid any taxes on any of it. Even the deal he supposedly has cut with the uh, the Attorney General of Delaware, where he serves no time and there were no fines involved, he's not even required to pay back the uh, tax taxes that he did not pay. Uh, but that's not a sweetheart deal. And you should have heard the Democrats today defending and, and they weren't defending uh, all that. What they were saying was, 
that uh, nobody's proved they've done anything wrong yet, except he didn't pay his taxes. And that if he's cut a deal, that's up to the discretion of the Attorney General of uh, Delaware. And uh, the, the, the investigators for the IRS said, you know, that ain't the way it works. If you, if you break the law and they find evidence of it and they submit the evidence to the prosecutors, the prosecutors agree, yeah, we need to go ahead with these felony counts. You make that recommendation to the Attorney General of the state you're in that they're investigating it. And they uh, indict you, and then they uh, put you on trial, or you plead guilty, and you go to prison. And are fine, just like Neil Hines. But uh, what's happened to to Hunter? Nothing. Nothing. Now, he's supposed to go before the judge next week to find out if the judge is going to accept his plea deal. Uh, So that'll be interesting to find out. But I just hate hear that about Neil. He's a a good guy, and and, uh, I just... uh, you know, people uh, think that they can, well, I'll pay it next month. And But let me tell you something, when it comes to taxes, uh, those people are like bulldogs. They can do anything to you. They can attach bank accounts. They can cut your, if you work for somebody else, they can uh, garnish you your wages. And there's two things you can't get out of, and that's uh, paying medical bills or your tax bills. Uh, and very little else can you wiggle out of your your school loans, but Joe Biden's trying to get that out of cut that deal for you. I don't think it'll ever happen. I think that whole thing is just like he did it the last time before the midterms. Promise you that he's going to forgive all these loans, get all these young people that have debt to vote for the Democrats because they're going to forgive all your student loan debt. And then they'll come up and the Supreme court will say, well, you can't do that. And they're not going to let him do it. And he goes, well, I tried, I tried to help you, but they wouldn't let me. So, um, there you go. You got that deal. And, uh, then, then I love this. The white house press secretary, Corinne Jean-Pierre claimed president Joe Biden restored the rule of law. And that's what this tried this hearing today with, with the Republicans and the oversight committee in Washington is all about with the two IRS agents saying that, uh, the rule of law was not applied to Hunter Biden. But uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre claims President Joe Biden restored the rule of law just hours after former President Donald Trump announced that he's being the target of the Justice Department's January 6th probe. During uh, yesterday's press conference, the reporter asked Jean-Pierre her thoughts on the weaponization of government against Joe Biden's top 2024 political opponent in the wake of Trump's announcement of a likely indictment. Former President Donald Trump received a letter from the special counsel that he's being investigated for his role in efforts to overturn the 2020 election, the reporter asked. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy says the Biden administration decided to weaponize government to go after their number one opponent. Jean-Pierre cut the reporter off before he finished the question. (laughs) She's a great one. Here's what we have done, she cut in. Uh, the president respects the Department of Justice. Yeah, because they're under his thumb. Uh, you get uh, whatever he says, that's what they're doing. And that, they pointed that out today in this hearing some Democrats did that said that he, he has stayed out of it. He's not told the, the Department of Justice or this this uh, prosecutor, this attorney general in Delaware, what to do. He's never spoken to his son about any of his business deals. And she said he's been very, very steadfast on making sure that the rule of law comes back into this administration 
He's the biggest crook they've ever had in the White House in the history of this country. Because back in the White House, and clearly the administration more broadly, and that's what you have seen. I'm just not going to comment on this particular case any further, she says, because I'm the commenter, but I'm not going to comment. And I, I refer you to ask somebody else that question because I'm not going to talk about that anymore. So there you are. She's a real, real piece of work. And she actually said that she is a, a huge piece of history that's uh, in the making every single day. Yeah, like like one of the worst. Yesterday they had that uh, Jen Psaki doing an interview, and that was another total waste of time. She works for CNN or MSNBC now. And uh, anyway, put that aside. I just I want to mention them. I'll, I'll talk to, to you about it when we come back. But National Hot Dog Day, I was mentioned earlier, there are some places you get some real deals. I'll tell you about that. It's making me hungry just thinking about it right after the break. So stay with us. Hot dog, hot dog. And welcome back on this uh, hot Wednesday. Uh, we were talking about uh, the White House press secretary uh, kind of cutting off a reporter yesterday when he was talking about the weaponization of the Department of Justice. And uh, we do actually have an audio cut for that. So here's the, um, the, the spokesperson for the White House not answering a question. Here it is. Former President Trump received a letter from the special counsel that he's being investigated for his role in efforts to overturn the 2020 election. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy says the Biden administration has decided to, quote, weaponize government to go after their number one opponent, end quote. I'll say that. Here's what we have done. The president respects the Department of Justice, their independence. Uh, He has been very, um, very steadfast on making sure that the rule of law comes back in this administration, comes back uh, in the White House and clearly the administration more broadly, and that's what you have seen. I'm just not going to comment on this particular case. I'm just not going to comment on it. Here's the thing. When I was the spokesperson for the sheriff's office, and some reporter asked me a question, the only time I would say I can't talk about it if it was was involving a case that was still under investigation. Uh, If it was about just simple uh, facts around a case, uh, about, you know, where, what, who, when, um, not necessarily how, but what we could tell them, I was always I was very forthright. I said, here's what we can tell you. This is what we know. And, uh, if they ask me a question about, uh, how does the sheriff feel about this? I said, I, I will find out and I'll get back to you. But to just say, and I'm not going to talk about that anymore. <laughs> I mean, how, how egotistical is that? Uh, that you're the the national news media, and I have decided I am not going to. Well, it's not her; it's uh, whoever whoever's running the country because it ain't Joe. Uh, and we're going to talk about that here at the top of the hour. Bob Nay, former Congressman, Republican Congressman from uh, Ohio, is going to check in. Just talking about the hearings that are going on today. Joe Biden uh, yesterday he was reading off his little cue cards. I think he nearly went to sleep. He had his head down, his eyes closed. And uh reminded me of when I was in the fifth grade, about, about the end of school in the summer and had the windows open. You could hear the sprinklers outside go, and my teacher would be talking about math or something I really loved. And I'd be about to drop off. But this guy's like 80 years old. And then, uh, so you got that. And uh, he, 
I don't mean the guys the, the president of the United States, you look at the energy that Trump has and and was just the guys never stopped. And he lived off of uh, Big Macs and Diet Coke. <laughs> what a diet. But uh, speaking of uh, Big Macs and Diet Cokes, it, it is National Hot Dog Day. And uh, it said spending in supermarkets on hot dogs and sausages has risen annually more than $8 billion in 2022, according to the council. But that only accounts for about 9 billion hot dogs. $9 billion. Uh, not tallying all the hot dogs consumed in ballparks from vendors and elsewhere. Uh, but there are some places you get some deals on. Some have already expired. Uh, get 25% uh, off ballparks at Target. Members of the Target's loyalty program, Target Circle, which earns you 1% in rewards on purchases not made with Target red card, credit card. You can get 25% off ballpark dogs today. Uh, you get a free house dog Wednesday at Dog House. I don't think we have a dog house. They got 50 locations in 10 states. I don't think they're in Tennessee, though. Free hot dogs at Love's Travel Stops. You've seen all those Love gas stations on the interstate. Uh, but you get a free hot dog there if you fill up, which will cost you 100 bucks. Nathan's Famous serving up uh, five-cent dogs. Nathan's, fa Nathan's Famous, which are great hot dogs with more than 200 locations. We don't have any around here. You can buy them at the store, but I don't know if they're making a deal on that. <clears throat> Portello's free hot dog delivery and Lollapalooza's sweepstakes. And I don't think we got that either. 7-Eleven's um, big deal on big bite dogs. I never buy hot dogs at those 7-Elevens. You got those on that little thing with the little wheels turned around. Because you have no idea how long that dog has been spinning there. You know, it could have been a week. Uh, now, this is one I do like. It's. Uh, $1.29 chili cheese coney dogs at Sonic. So today, Sonic will be selling its premium beef chili cheese dogs for $1.29 when you order through the Sonic app. And that's the catch. The regular price for the full all-beef dog topped with chili melted cheddar cheese is usually about $2.90. While at Sonic, you can also try their new customized remixed summer drinks by adding sugar-free flavors such as cranberry. Uh, big ad, press a bit. True Story Foods Hot Dog Sweepstakes. San Francisco-based uh, True Story Foods, which has its products in stores such as Costco. I, did Costco stop serving hot dogs here? Because they used to serve. That was one of their big things. I know they're still selling pizza, but there are a lot of people. I think they do sell them now. I think, now that I think about it, last time I was in there, I saw a guy eating a hot dog. Uh, it's Costco, Safeway, and Target, and ships nationwide on small online shop is giving anyone who buys some of its organic, uncured, grass-fed beef hot dogs on truestoryfoods.com the chance to win a backyard barbecue giveaway. And it'll be eligible to purchase between Wednesday and July 26th. You get free shipping to the package, uh, prize package of value of $400 includes fresh Cabruta pork sausages, never heard of those, hot dogs, and an Everdure Cube portable grill. The only thing I would, I would warn you about that is you got to give them your email. And uh, I made the mistake of doing that at a uh, outdoor show one time to win a free four-wheeler side-by-side. And I've been getting email from a jillion people ever since that I have no desire to do business with. Because once you, you register for a free TV or any of that stuff, they got your uh, your information and you'll say, why did I do that? Because you're not going to win. Speaking of that, the big uh, 
jackpot is now up to a billion dollars. Uh, I was talking to my sister out in Texas. She said, we ought to buy at least one ticket. You get a ticket for $2, and you can do the quick pick and then take take the whole thing in one lump cash, which would give you a cool $500 bucks. Uh, and I was looking at the things you should do if you were to win the big jackpot. And the first thing is, don't tell anybody, which is what I would do. I would never, I would never tell anybody I won. But the first thing they say to do is sign the, the ticket the minute you get it. So if you do win, you get your name on it. Because there have been cases where people have bought it, and they say, I won. They're jumping around the room, and somebody grabs a ticket, and if they ain't got your name on it, and they write their name on it, uh, they, nobody knows who, who bought it. Uh, the second thing is, um, after you don't tell anybody, uh, you have up to a year to claim your prize. I wouldn't wait. Could you wait a year to get your $500 million? No. <laughs> you want the money now. But then you start thinking about that. you got to make sure you can put it into a, a banking facility of some kind. And most banks are unsure each account up to $100,000. So you got to go out and get, like, you know, a bunch of banks to put your money in. Uh, that'd be the, the biggest problem for me is, oh, we got to go to bank shopping. All right, we're going to take a break. Bob Nay is going to check in right at the top of the hours. Stay with us. He grew up in the oil fields of West Texas. He's been all over the Western Hemisphere, a radio and TV veteran, former restaurateur, and a cowboy at heart. He's Earl Farrell, and he calls Memphis home because Memphis is cool. This This is the Earl Farrell for Memphis show, brought to you by Southern Security, your home team credit union, and by Kathy Thurman Edwards State Farm Insurance. And now, here's your host, Earl Farrell. Uh, thank you very much, and welcome back in on this uh, Wednesday afternoon. And uh, I'm mentioning the number of people in the outages from the storms uh, last night. Uh, it's now down to 52,518, which is uh, still a very large number of people without power right now, especially this time of year with the heat. So, But they are working on it, and um, unfortunately, as they just said in that news report, it could be uh, several days before everybody gets back online. So. If you've got friends that uh, you know are out there without power, contact them. Go by and get them. Say, come to my house. Uh, I've made offers to a number of people. And, um, and you know, it, people are reluctant to leave their houses, and I understand that. I mean, they'd rather get a fan and put it on and, uh, and stay there and guard their stuff. And I understand that. I'd probably do exactly the same thing. So, But see if you can bring them some ice, uh, some, some foods. And anyway, help them out because they're our neighbors. Uh, all right, we got Bob Nay on the phone um, in, from his home in Ohio, former congressman from Ohio. And Bob, have you had a chance to listen to any of the hearings today? I went over the the notes. I'm I'm actually at a Yogi Bear campground <laughs> <laughs> with the, with the grandkids. All right, but, they, but they... I'm doing all my news for the week, and I'm sending out my news notes, uh, which I send to you and yep. everything. Yeah, and I and I have I stepped away from the from the swimming pool to uh, <laughs> to, to watch a few things. I found it to be amazing. Yeah, uh, you know, I was just sitting there, Earl, thinking today if I was in Congress, you know, I've had investigatory committees. I was on the Whitewater Committee, things like that. Right, and I think they need to now take this one to another step. You know, it's very and, and there's a few things in here. 
that uh, you know can confuse the water, as they say. Marjorie Taylor, Taylor Greene put a picture of him, and now the left will say, well, you know, that was inappropriate. Well, okay, let's, let's, let's say it's inappropriate. Let's get to the substance for a second. Now, the Trump White House made a mistake because when they originally looked through this, the one investigator who was anonymous at the time, they said, well, you know, he's biased. He didn't do anything against Hunter. He, he's gay. Well, it ends up, it, he said, now his name's Public Ziegler, that, you know, he told him in closed doors, the Republicans, he is gay, had nothing to do with it. And he's a whistleblower, and he's saying that they didn't do the right thing with Hunter Biden. So the White House, you know, kind of jumped the gun on that. Once you get all these facts laid out, you know, this guy, um, you know, most likely, let's say, would be sympathetic to the Biden administration, but he's doing his job, Ziegler is. And you've got a supervisor of the IRS. These are very credible witnesses, very credible. And what they say is very credible. I thought so, too, and uh, they had uh, the congressman that's wearing the uh, the headscarf, uh, who I, I still don't understand. I know he, he's, he had some, or, Oh, or Jamie Raskin. Yeah, Raskin, and he... he uh, I'm sorry? Is it Rankin? Yeah, Rankin. Rankin, I yeah. yeah. Or, or Ratton, depends on how you want to pronounce it. Uh, it's an R. <laughs> <laughs> but... He uh, was trying to trip these guys up. These guys are sharp. I mean, these are not some underling uh, first time out in the public. Mm-hmm. And uh, he tried to trip them up and say that, uh, you know, that, uh, uh, well, he wasn't the president then. No, he was vice president. And even if he was, uh, and they were trying to say that uh, he hadn't been elected yet, but he was a candidate. He was the Democratic candidate for president. And they stopped the process because of the don't, don't investigate a presidential candidate. Well, what is Donald Trump? And yet, that doesn't seem to make any kind of difference to anybody. Well, if you Google Bob Ney and Alberto Gonzalez, he got in trouble. Senator Specter, a Republican, grilled him, right? Right. And I've got a clip of it. And during that hearing, Alberto Gonzalez said, me political? I put Bob Ney away six weeks before the election. He actually says that. Wow. <laughs> I put Bob – he used my case. So that six weeks sure didn't matter to the Justice Department back then, you know. Nope. And, and obviously it's pick and choose. doesn't matter that Trump's a candidate, but it mattered that Biden was. And also in between, Biden, if he was VP, went out, and in between the next election – he, it, it still doesn't matter. They wouldn't. They wouldn't question Biden. Period. No. And the problem they have on it, if you look at it and you look at the IRS code procedures, et cetera, in cases like this, this wasn't five thousand bucks, ten thousand bucks. Somebody stiffed the government. This was knowingly, you know, uh, holding back, but almost close to three hundred some thousand dollars. And who knows? What else? Because they really couldn't dig into this. Plus, he made a plea deal to end this, all of this. Yeah. But and, in normal cases, they could question anybody that he says that, you know, he his kids, his adult children, they had, you know, uh, he paid for things for them. That's legitimately to be questioned. His grandchildren, they brought that up in the hearing today, mm-hmm. too. They also, uh, there's in one of the, uh, the Ziegler guy pointed out that, uh, even though they have proved that he withheld and didn't pay his taxes on all these different years and owes in excess of $250,000, uh, there's no mention of the paying that back to the, to the treasury department in the plea deal. Mm-hmm. 
Right. And then right. I, I was just telling my listeners earlier, there's a local uh, bar owner here, a friend of mine, Neil Hines, said Neil's grill and bar owner was arrested Wednesday for tax evasion and allegedly stealing $60,000, according to Tennessee Department of Revenue. It says that, um, it goes on to say that if he's convicted, uh, he could uh, he could be sentenced to a maximum of 12 years of the state penitentiary and fined up to 25000 for the theft charge, as well as three years of the penitentiary and fined up to 3000 each for the tax charge. This is a local bar guy, runs a little bar in East Memphis, and he didn't pay his state income taxes. This is Joe, Hunter, Joe Biden's son, Hunter, who's, uh, they were bilking all these foreign companies out of millions of dollars, and they go, no, nah, no, nah, there's nothing to see here. I mean, that's how ridiculous it is. Richard Hatch, the first winner of Survivor, he was in the Morgantown Federal Corrections when I was. He argued CBS was to pay the tax. CBS said he was to pay the tax. I think we're talking about 250000 bucks. Richard would have owed from the million, right? Yeah. And I think, if I'm right, Richard Hatch did four, four years and something. You know, even when there was, you know, trying to do a deal to pay it, did four years and some. Well, Hunter I'm, Biden got off with, you know, with not one day, not even a week. No. That doesn't happen. No, and same thing with the gun charge, the weapons charges. I mean, listen, oh, yeah. in Memphis, there are Five people years. that go away forever for weapons charges because that's the one thing. If you use a weapon in the process of a crime, and uh, but to lie on your application uh, is also a felony. And uh, I mean, the whole thing just stinks. Yeah. I told you, I think on your show, and correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong, I told you about the AMP guy that I knew in prison. Uh, did, did I tell you about that? No. Well, do you, oh. tell us again. Oh, real quick. Okay. I was in prison. Uh, the, the deputy warden came over and said, hey, this guy's really struggling. Why don't you talk to him? He's a white-collar crime guy. I go over. I sit down. He's just a train wreck. First morning in prison. And uh, I said, how are you doing? And because he was, you know, street guys, I call them friends of mine. You don't ask them what you're in for, but a yeah. guy like that, you So I said, what are you in for? He said, I smoked a joint at a party 10 years ago, and I got a year and a day. And I thought, yeah, buddy, okay, yeah, sure. And I said, well, how could you 10 years ago smoke one joint and you got a year and a day? He said, it was a gun thing. My kid had sold a gun, committed a crime. They were mad at me, the feds. This was federal, mm-hmm. federal prison. Yeah. And they went to people that were at a party with him 10 years before after he had, or when he had filled out his form to get his gun and three people testified that they saw him smoking pot. So they went to him, scared him to death. He got a year and a day. So he, he pled guilty and then they sent him away. Oh, they were going to, he said they were threatening 10 years to him, et cetera. Yeah. And he didn't have a tax issue, but he had a, you know, a gun issue. He lied on his form that he didn't use drugs, and he, you know, he had, and they proved it. Well, the point to that, though, you know, is that Hunter Biden, he obviously used drugs. He had a gun. This guy manages the AMP. I guess his dad's not vice president of the United States. He manages the, the AMP. He does a year and a day. For for one joint ten years before. Well, look at Clean you. Record. They went yeah. after you for taking a golfing trip to uh, over oh, was it Scotland or Ireland? Scotland. Scotland. It was Scotland. Uh, yeah. A couple of days, and you filled out all the papers and got initial <laughs> approval, and they said you didn't sign it. Well, I, I pled to. This is interesting. You bring up an interesting point, and and I and I didn't fill out the forms correctly. Well, I was in somebody's handwriting, but I signed them. But here's the point. 
I pled guilty to the falsification of a federal document. What is an IRS document that you fill out, that Hunter filled out? Oh, he falsified his, but it's cool. I falsified my my trip by $8,000, and, you know, I, I do 30 months. Why well, I get sentenced 30 months. But Hunter Biden, I mean, you, you want to look at it equally. He falsifies a document to the tune of over a quarter of a million. It's okay. Oh, and, by the way, the gun thing, too, that's all right, too. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. guess what he, what he he tried to write off on his taxes? Hookers. Uh, a hotel room of this really uh, fancy hotel there in Hollywood that he stayed in for uh, 12 weeks learning the fine art of cooking crack. Uh, wrote that off. And then one of his uh, hooker, he was in a sex club there in L.A. and wrote that off as a, a membership to a golf club. <laughs> but there's nothing to see here. And... I did think it was interesting that all the the the, the people from the Democrats uh, side of the uh, hearing today, all they wanted to do is bring up the fact that Trump has been indicted and he's indicted for this and indicted for that and and that was all they're doing because there's not really a lot they can say about Hunter other than the fact that you know he was really a very dark period in his life when he got hooked mm-hmm. on drugs because of his mm-hmm. brother dying. And then, he, of course, they went out to end up uh, sleeping with his brother's wife. So I wonder how much. Uh, Sympathy there really was for Hunter over the death of his brother. He looked at it as an opportunity, but it is. Yeah. It, and then the checks to the from the Chinese. I mean, it does amaze me. This one is is so out there, and they can do what they want with it. The majority of people in America, and I've talked to a lot of Democrat friends of mine who say he's guilty as sin. You know, he should have done some time. You know what, Earl? If they were smart, they would have just at least given him thirty days. Uh, give at him six months, least. and then give, well, then give him, how about how about one week? Anything, but <laughs> anything. But see, the thing is, I don't think he could stand to be without drugs. You, did you see the video of him on the Fourth of July on the balcony mm-hmm. of the White House? Yeah, getting edgy. I mean, he well, he bends over behind uh, the dock. And you could tell by the look on her face, she was mad, and he, she was using her as a shield while he snorted more cocaine. You know, I, I have not looked this up, and I'm going to, and uh, I, I've been sponsoring people for about 15 years now, 15. And I'm, I've had a couple people ask me, how long did it take me to get in what I call the middle of the boat, all right, as we say in recovery terms? And I said about five years. Now, I've never relapsed, but it took me about five years. Were you, where you didn't think about drinking anymore. It, you, I lost the obsession, right. Yeah. But it took a period of time. Now, some people have it sooner than others. But if you have been doing, if a person, and I know this from sponsoring well over 35 people, well over 35 people that did hard drugs for a period of time, coke, meth, heroin, you know, things like that, opioids. And when you do those as deeply as Hunter Biden did, and I'm not criticizing for his drug use, it happens to the best of people. But when you do the things he did, and people I have sponsored who have done the things he did for the period of time that he did it, I don't know how long he's been sober, but I'm going to tell you, <laughs> if, it, if it hasn't been about six to seven years with recovery treatment, then he's got a he's got a problem potentially. Oh, I think he's got a problem now. I don't think he yeah. can stop. And I and I also think that the the packet of cocaine they found at the White House it was either coming to him. He dropped it. 
Uh, and that's the reason the investigation was just dropped because the whole place stinks because it's so corrupt. Mm-hmm. We're talking with because Bob. They, they, I'm sorry. I was just going to say that they push recovery under the rug for him. Oh, he's okay now. Yeah. That's not, you know what? They're not doing him a service. No, they're codependents is what they are. And uh, right. they, they just wanted to, well, his, his dad is using him and so is the rest of the family because he's the mule to go get the money. So mm-hmm. we're talking with Bob Nay. We're going to take a quick break, come back. And uh, I want to talk a little bit more about the uh, Coke in the White House and the, in that investigation. So, and, and also uh, just about the, the, this investigation. Where does it go from here? Because they're pretty much laying it out that this is not rumor. This is not conjecture. This all actually happened. And they shut that investigation down a thunder, uh, on by the IRS. So we're going to talk about that when we come back. Come on, let's get happy. <laughs> I think the theme song for Hunter Biden right there. Uh, I do think it was interesting that uh, during yesterday's press conference, a reporter asked Jean-Pierre her thoughts of weaponizing the government against Joe Biden. And uh, uh, she, this is, she cut the guy off. He said, and he said, here's what we've done, she prefaced. The president respects the Department of Justice. Their independence. He's been very, very steadfast on making sure that the rule of law comes back into this administration, comes back to the White House, and clearly the administration more broadly, and that's what you have seen. Now, I'm not going to comment on this particular case any further, she said. <laughs> so it is like, uh, you know, which I've never heard a spokesperson avoid answering questions more than this one has. Have you? Yeah, I you know, she is probably one of the least impressive press secretaries in in two or three administrations that they've ever had. Even Jen Psaki, I thought, was very sharp, and she she mm-hmm. she spoke off the top of her head, and uh, you know, she she was pretty pretty upfront mm-hmm. about her answers. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Well, the uh, back to the investigation of the cocaine. I mean, I've talked to a number of people that I, that uh, I respect highly in law enforcement. And as you know, Bob, I was a spokesperson for the Shelby County Sheriff's Office. Mm-hmm. And so I understand investigations and what's involved in them. And uh, I, all of them said, I said, how long would it take you to uh, figure out who this cocaine either belonged to or eliminate everybody else? They said about a day. And uh, to have them completely drop the investigation. And as I understand it, the Secret Service said they, they have now destroyed the evidence. When do you ever hear of anybody destroying evidence? Well, they don't. And, you know, they can find a hair on it. This guy that they just found, a serial killer, they, they found a hair on a pizza. Yeah. All right. And got him. Yeah. Hair on it. I think it was like a 10-year-old hair or something. I, something outrageous. It was ridiculous. They found it yeah. And they got it. And there, here's the other thing about the White House. With the exception of the living quarters upstairs, and with the exception of parts of the Oval Office and a little, there's a little slight doorway. If you open it up, there's a hallway right there, and there's a bathroom. That's not recorded. Everything else has got cameras. It's the most probably cameraed building yeah. on earth per square foot. And <clears throat> nobody can tell me that they, that they couldn't have went over the footage, you know, item by item, second by second, uh, and found out who, you know, who did what. The other thing that makes me suspicious, though, 
how do you start to say what well, was in this part of the West Wing? Oh no, it wasn't. It was in this, you know, this cubby hole here. Yeah, they changed um, it three times. The where they found it. The other outstanding uh, thing, uh, outrageous, I should say, versus outstanding, but is the fact that they they closed the investigation. Uh, they should have continued, you know, and used all the tools, especially in this kind of case, being the White House, all tools available. But the destruction of evidence, somebody ought to be uh, yeah. fired or <clears throat> taken to jail for that in itself. Well, the, the, the new head of the Secret Service is, was appointed by Joe Biden about a year ago. And uh, <clears throat> that was also, I mean, and they came out in this testimony today that the Secret Service uh, was tipped off his transition team even before he was president that they were going to search, that these IRS investigators wanted to come search his property. Mm-hmm. So we're talking with Bob Nay. we got to take a quick break. We'll come back and uh, we'll pick up on there and just where all this is going to go. So stay with us. We'll be right back. Now, back to the Earl Farrell for Memphis show, brought to you by Southern Security, your home team credit union, and by Kathy Thurman Edwards State Farm Insurance. Once again, Earl Farrell. And welcome back. We got uh, 48,133 MLGW customers still without power from yesterday's storm, but that is down about almost 10,000 from when we started the show, so... Uh, MLGW is out there making progress. It just, I know if you don't have your power back yet, it's, it ain't fast enough, but, uh, they hang in there. They're, they're, they're out there trying to get it done. Um, we got Bob Nay on the phone from his home in Ohio. We've, we've had about four series of storms come through here and just wreak mm-hmm. havoc, Bob, here over the mm-hmm. last several months. And it's, uh, I mean, each time it's over a hundred thousand people without power for a number of days. Now, what's causing it? The wind, the winds. Yeah, high winds, uh, thunderstorms okay. that come through, and and because you know we've got some. Yeah, I don't know how tall the trees are in Ohio, in Texas. They're not very tall, except down around Houston. But here we have these monster oak trees and elm trees, and when they fall over, they knock down power lines, and that uh, takes. Oh yeah, we. That's the way we are in eastern Ohio. Yeah. Wow. So it, and we just had, I've been here almost 50 years. We've never had the number of storms that we've had here recently mm-hmm. and come to and wreaking havoc. But uh, I did, we were talking earlier at the very start of the show is just that you think that uh, these, the hearings are great, but we, we pretty much know everything they're talking about because Comey has been out there releasing this information and all the, um, the fact they've been able to get a hold of these bank records and all that. So, it, where does it go from here? How do they t- take it to the next step? Because if, if Merrick Garland is the head of the, uh, the Department of Justice and he doesn't prosecute and they, they let this guy weasel out of it in Delaware, what happens? Well, there is no next step on that that arena. And let me tell you why, I think. <clears throat> Let's look at Trump for one second here, though. Merrick Garland himself, Department of Justice, did not do anything about the Presidential Records Act. He didn't do any, you know, they knew about it. He didn't do anything about it. He, Merrick Garland, didn't do anything about January the 6th. That's now, true. the reason the reason I <clears throat> say that is it went, all of this went to Garland. 
what you know what's different now about January the sixth? Garland didn't act on either one of them. I didn't think he would act on either one of them. So they appoint a special prosecutor to act. That is the only reason Donald Trump has been indicted and is going to be indicted again, most likely, is because of this special prosecutor. But you've got to go back to the Justice Department. If they didn't find enough to indict Donald Trump, you know what what changed with their procedure? So the next logical step, or this is not going to go anywhere, I promise you, is a special prosecutor. That is the next logical step. And I if, highly doubt that's going to happen. And if they don't appoint one, nothing will happen. It'll lay there. Nothing. Nothing will happen because it's, you know, here's here's the other thing. Is this true that they have an email? Because people say, well, the laptop was a lie. No, it wasn't. Is it true? Has anybody disputed this, that they have an email where he says, I'm sitting next to the big man? Now, was that fabricated or does that email exist? I think it exists because nobody exists. has disputed it. They, you don't even see it disputed. No. So it exists. Now, they said, well, he didn't mean this or he didn't mean that. Nobody, including Hunter Biden himself, is disputing that. So on that basis alone, you know, you you could actually have a special prosecutor to, you know, look into this and see where it heads. So I think it goes nowhere. There's nothing they can do about it. All they can do is bring things to light and then, you know, maybe pressure to bear which is what they're hoping to do, so that there would be maybe a special prosecutor, which would um, <clears throat> then be able to hone in on, you know, these things, the things that Merrick Garland uh, wouldn't do. But I do want to point out he didn't do anything on Trump. No. He, is, he is surely also not going to do anything on Hunter Biden. What uh, What about the fact that um, if it's looking as bad as it's looking, even Democrats at some point are going to have to go, we got to find somebody else because the American public is at some point going to go, well, we're not just going to vote because he's a Democrat. I mean, this guy, if it's that obvious to everybody else that it's crooked, or does it matter to people anymore? Do you think that the, the Democrats, they don't care what they do as long as the, they get their deal and they forgive the student loans? Yeah. I think some things are just numb. You know, the, the, the Trump things out there, and then the base is numb to that. Biden's base is numb to Hunter Biden. But uh, when it comes to, you know, Biden himself and you look at this election, all of these are going to mount up to not help Biden by any stretch of imagination. Even if there's not a special prosecutor, this isn't going to help uh, Joe Biden by any any uh, stretch of imagination. Also, that's why they that's why people spend billions of dollars, millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars on TV ads where they're going to bring up. And, you know, say, connect All the this dots. Stuff. Is, this, yeah. is this what you want? <clears throat> now, now, the Democrats, this is an LBJ situation. This is a, <laughs> I know this where you're going with this, yeah. It, it is seriously, I, I may write a second chapter. I've already predicted that Trump won't, uh, you know, get, put himself into the convention. But I may write a second chapter that, you know, uh, I will not, let's uh, see, LBJ said, I will not be nominated i will not accept i will not serve what did he say and if I elected remember. i will not serve right <laughs> or denominated yeah. this may be lbj you know the second it may be and the and the other problem of course is kamala harris that they have they have that that yeah. major problem so the issues that joe biden wants to get out there are going to be difficult because a he doesn't have a lot of them and b it's going to be difficult because this is just going to be obsessed with can Joe Biden live through the next term? Can he function through the next term? That's well, what this is going to be about. 
Well, look at his visit with the the gentleman from Israel yesterday. I sat there and watched him. He was reading uh, off his cue cards, puts his head down. I actually think he almost went to sleep. He was mumbling and mumbling. Uh, and and then here's the other thing: if Donald if Donald Trump runs, and I tell this to Democrats and I tell this to Republicans, the same speech I give to these consultants that that call me all the time. I tell the Democrats, if you think this is a walk away. Donald Trump can be in khakis. This is going to be a close election. And then I tell the Republicans the same thing. You know, Joe Biden's falling down. He's doing this. He's that. It's going to be a close election. If it's Trump and Biden, it's close. And all of this stuff's going to come forward. You know, Hunter and Trump and indictments, it's all going to come forward. If Donald Trump, for example, is is not the nominee, then I think they're in severe, severe trouble. They can be beaten by Trump. And he's got all this stuff being thrown at him at the kitchen sink, you know. Yeah. Uh, so the Democrats have this Achilles heel and this anchor around their neck called Kamala Harris. That's the other problem. If they don't dump her, you know, everybody Before, knows. Yeah. Yeah. I, look, I, when you asked me on your show a couple years ago and other people, their shows I do ask me about Joe Biden, here's what I honestly answered. I'm older than when I served with Joe Biden. I'm older. I forget things. I couldn't remember Raskin or Rankin. Who? What was he today? You know, I was. But I was in the ballpark. I wasn't on the wrong. Yeah, country, exactly. Right? Yeah, but and you didn't but, mumble even when you were wrong. Mumble. Yeah, and, and and I did it, it, it back after Biden was elected. I said, look, he's older because they said, well, you you were around Biden. What was he like? Sharp, sharp as a tack. But he's older. I'm older. I I can't say that now. Something's wrong. Yeah, I think Something, there is. It, and and I was kind <laughs> to him. I was, I think, very candid, very kind. My opinions changed. Something is not right at all. And I'm tell, and I've, I've told people this too. If he falls one more time, I, I mean, they they've got to consider this. That what condition will he be in if he wins? And then that comes down to it, Kamala. Kamala, yeah. Well, and that's as president of the United States. And I don't know about you, but I think she'll. Well, one highlight for the Republicans, she'll probably take the Democrat Party out of existence as we know it yeah. nationwide. Well, the, the, what I thought was going to happen, quite honestly, was they were going to hang the bag of cocaine on Kamala and, and get her to resign. And then they bring in Newsom as, as the appointed vice president, sort of like Gerald Ford. And then they, they tell Joe that you got to say, I ain't running. You get to be president until the end, but you're not going to be the candidate. And then they put uh, Newsom in there. But they they let that opportunity slide between their fingers, and it's because they ended the the investigation and destroyed the evidence. So unless they could come up with another bag of coke, uh, see well, we ought to go back to the good old Machiavellian days. It solved a lot of problems. <laughs> <laughs> well, you the good old days. You just went and visited your favorite place on Earth, India. Uh, we got to take a quick break. I'm going to come back and find out what they're saying about all this in sure. India because. Sure. I love the fact that uh, they said, if Absolutely. you say, they said, is America corrupt? I said, oh, yeah, much more corrupt than we are. <laughs> so we'll oh, talk yeah. about it when we come back. Stay with us. And welcome back on this Wednesday afternoon. Just I uh, got some good news from my friend Ron Olson. He said his power has come back on. So congratulations to him. And uh, the number of people without power right now is reduced to 47,933. So they're whittling it down. So congratulations. We've got Bob Nay on the phone, former Republican congressman from Ohio. 
And his favorite place on earth, and you've lived in the Middle East, you've lived, you've traveled around the world, but India, you love the Indian people, yes. you love the food, you love their culture. What Wonderful are, people. They love us, too. Which is the other thing I think is interesting. All these countries you think that people don't like us, and then you talk to people that actually go to those countries, they go, no, they love us. It's the it's their leaders that don't like us. Yeah. Yeah. In India, the leaders like us, they like us. And we have just blown, missed opportunity. You know, I just say, look, India's now got the largest population on Earth. They're a democracy. They are a democracy, the largest democracy on Earth. They like us. They have obviously status. They're easygoing. They're not communists. Why are we dealing for one day with China? We're going to do trade, do it with India. They'll give us a break. And and, and that's it. Why don't we? I mean, what is it? I don't know. Unless somebody's on the take from China. How about that? Something's going on because why are we even dealing with China? Uh, but I, I was over there uh, in, and I'll go in the fall. Uh, I was over there in April and May, and uh, I specifically asked about Kamala Harris because she's half Indian. And my friend Vikas, he said it best. He's very, very articulate, very educated. And he said, you know, she got elected. He said we did fireworks in the streets. <laughs> we, he, he said we had parades. We, he said we just. We were in heaven, you know, an Indian American to become the the you know the first female vice president of the United States and first Indian of the highest yeah. level. And he said she does. He said she doesn't even say she's Indian. You know, she says she's black. And he said, and it's no animosity toward to to you know to African Americans or anything. But he made a good point. He said she she really doesn't raise it. She hasn't been to India. Why are we not utilizing you know? to make a deeper connection with India because we've made mistakes with India. India fights China. They fight Pakistan. You know, Um, we have not utilized that whatsoever. Then on second thought, if we sent her over there, she might screw things up, blow everything up. (laughs) You never know. And it also is one of the hottest places on earth. And in fact, you you talk to people from India and they'll say, Oh God, it's just unbelievable how hot it can be. In fact, I know this one Indian comedian who says, you know, it's interesting. He said uh, we're one of the hairiest people on Earth, and yet we live in one of the hottest climates on Earth. <laughs> but uh, so how did they – are all their places up there air-conditioned, or do they live relatively without air conditioning? Uh, there's a lot without air. Uh, they have fans. There are fans everywhere. Uh, they have air conditioning, but, you know, it's not, it's not widespread, and a lot of Indians that I know don't use it in their homes because of the of cost. You know, the average Indian makes – $210 a month. Wow. Uh, during the uh, pandemic, they didn't have stimulus checks or child care anything. for a kid or, or anything. And they, they made it. I, I, I say to them, how did you do it? And they go, well, we, we made it. We worked together, all of us made it. Well, I don't you know, know how they did it. It's like when I lived in Mexico, everybody in the family goes out every day and does whatever they can to bring home some money whether it's mm-hmm. shining shoes or working in a store or doing manual labor. And they get paid every day. And so they come home and they put their centavos and pesos in the pile and say, this is what we got today. And, but everybody was in this in kind of in the same boat. So nobody, nobody complains. I mean, they're actually very happy people. And, and from what I gather from you, the in, India uh, folks over there all, are very happy. Their, well, Bhutan, a neighboring country, measures its country's success by the happiness index. And the Indians, I, I could take you, I'm not kidding you, Earl, I could take you to one of the poorest people on the street, and you ask them a question, and what comes out of their mouth, you'll say, wow, that's that's enlightening. I mean, really, 
They they, yeah. they just. I, I had a guy one time in this really rich American offered to put money into his business and make you know travel business and and I told my friend about. It. I said he's a very wealthy American and told him the fortune he inherited and things. My friend looked at me and says, "Well, that doesn't matter. I want to know what's in his soul." Yeah. Well, how about like, that? Wow, you know, most people be how how big can the check be, and then then I'll worry about his his soul. The uh, they don't make a lot of comments, but they did this time. I was surprised, but they just feel that the you know that the president's falling apart. Uh, so they see they, they, everybody they in the world think. sees it happen. Oh, they right? and I some of them I had to ask because the Indians are you know pretty polite people, but. This time, a lot of them said to me, actually, what on earth is going on with the president? Mm -hmm. You know, he's just, you know, kind of disintegrating before their eyes. And and normally you don't hear that much. You know, they liked Obama. Some of them like they like Trump some, you know. So but with Biden, they did say, you know, that something is. uh, (laughs) I did have a couple of of Indians who, you know, they're real, real educated and they're very nice towards the United States. But they did uh, several of them this time around said, it's really, this is becoming an, an embarrassment to your country. Yeah. It shouldn't be this way. Most powerful country on earth. Well, and you saw the way he was with the, the, the King of England, uh, going in front of the, uh, the, uh, troops in front of Buckingham palace. And he was just walking along. Like he was in a trance. And then well, they were, they went nuts when Trump walked in front of the queen <laughs> and then he got to her side. They went nuts on that. And there's Biden having a conversation with a, with a guy that can't talk back to him. <laughs> and, even, even the, and, the, and King Charles even got mad at the guard saying, you know, you're not supposed to talk to him. And then the, then the king grabbed Biden by the arm, took him over and is like, come on. Just, uh, and again, I must say, I defended him when I when he first became president, that we all get older. I, this is I remember that. that now. This, yeah, I did, and people yelled and said, what's wrong with you? Something's wrong with him. I said, no. I said, this is, you know, you get older. Well, it's gone beyond that. It, it, well, and I think, too, going down. We, you know, your dad just passed away not long ago, mm-hmm. and we've all seen people that we love very much uh, go into the decline. But we know it, and right. we compensate for them. We sit there and say, you know, we make sure we help them up down steps, and we make sure they don't have to walk very far, and they don't get too tired. And that's what you do. You don't make them keep up a, a, a schedule right. like the president of the United States. That's a bunch of people that are his. His wife should be the first one to say he doesn't need to be doing this anymore. And I'm not well, going to let him. I just I just told my daughter that the other day. She says should say you did one term, good job. Let's let's live. Yeah. The final the final twilight. Bob Nay, thank you, sir. Always enjoy your insight. Thank you, Earl. Thank you. And we'll talk again soon. Okay. That's it for us. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow, same time, same place. I hope your electricity comes back on soon. We'll see you tomorrow.